Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Derek Brinkley Gaming Podcast here on Anchor. I am excited to bring you guys this week's episode. You know, there's a lot of things that are changing, not I, just like the gaming you know, space. You know, there's a lot of things getting affected in the movies, TVs, industry too, you know, in sports. I know this this is a gaming only uh podcast, but I do want to say you know the the coronavirus is uh is affecting a lot of things and not just in the gaming world. Uh all all much, all the major sports have been either been canceled or they have been delayed. So I mean there's a lot of movies and TV shows that got pushed back too. And you know there's a few games I've heard that got pushed, got delayed due to the coronavirus. Um, and then I heard one of them was the Outer Worlds that was supposed to be ported over to the Switch. I heard that was delayed due to the uh, coronavirus. So, you know, it's affecting a lot of things. And, you know, hopefully it goes, uh, you know, it, it gets better soon. And, you know, we can get, start to get rid of it and things can go back to normal. But it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting time in the gaming industry, especially with this big thing happening. Uh, a lot of states are declaring a state of emergency. I know right here in Illinois, they've declared a state of emergency. All schools are will be shut down this Tuesday. So, you know what? I mean, yeah, it, it's... It's one of the worst things that's happened to us as far as, like, illnesses and stuff. But, you know, so we wasn't prepared for it. Hopefully, hopefully we could get past it, you know, and because I, you know, has, has a gamer. You know, there is a potential that the next Xbox and PlayStation 4, not PlayStation 4, uh, PS5 and the Xbox One X, there's a potential that it could end up being delayed, you know, possibly till the spring of uh, 2021. And uh, like a guy I was watching uh, named Spawnwave, uh, you know, a March release won't hurt, I, I think, the sales of the uh, Series X and the PS5, because I, I think if you release the new consoles in like a March, February, or March at the latest, I think I think those systems will still do well, you know, because you're going to have a, a lot of high demand for those consoles, so I don't think overall it would affect too many things as far as sales, like... Like, for the fact that, uh, like the Switch, the Nintendo Switch, you know, is coming out with different models of the Switch. And, you know, they're coming out like a pink color, you know, which I find pretty cool. Uh, I'm not, I'm personally not going to get it, uh. If I was going to get that Switch, I would probably get the Animal Crossing Switch that's coming out. That 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 Switch looks pretty cool. 
but I'm sure it's going to be quite expensive. And so, it for me, it doesn't warrant going out and purchasing another console. Um, until, you know, until the, the next consoles come out anyway. Because it, I, if I had to guess on uh, when a possible Switch Pro would come out, I don't think it's going to be 2020. Because, you know, the Switch released in 2017. And then, you know, the, we had the Switch Lite in 2019. So, uh, I'll say probably about, probably at the earliest, probably like an October release of a, you know, Switch Pro in 2021. M maybe summer. But... I think that would be the earliest that you would get as far as years so would be 2021 before you get a Switch Pro. Um, I also have heard that the PlayStation 5 is going to have 11.6 teraflops. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good size to have in the Switch. I know it's not as powerful as the Series X. So, you know, that has some people, you know, concerned. But look, as long as it plays your games at a, a good enough level... And that's that's really should, what it should come down to. Um, so, but I will try to keep people keep you guys updated if I hear anything that is very important that affects the games uh, industry. Uh, I do want to say that I did hear that uh, E3 was officially canceled as far as having a live presentation like on the floor and like at a venue. Um, they are going to try to do something in more of the digital realm, you know, so, that was the one, uh, knock on E3, is the fact that they never caught up to the internet, you know, essentially, because a lot of companies are starting to do their own, like, E3 presentation, you know, on, on, online, on their YouTube channels, you know, Nintendo does the Nintendo Direct, you know, Sony does the state of play. You know, here WB wants to do their own thing. So, you know, this is the way it's, it's going. The, the only bad thing about that is the fact that all this information is going to be spread out. It has with the one good thing about E3 is that you knew within that week you're going to get a good chunk of gaming information, you know, at your fingertips because a lot of the big stuff was going to be released during that week. Now, with E3 essentially being canceled, all that stuff might be spread out. No, they might have a WB thing, you know, this one week and then, you know, two weeks have another thing, you know. So, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they do a E3 online, because I would assume that they would still have to get some of the uh, publishers and developers, you know, to whoever studio that that they're going to film at. So that might be hard, especially again with the coronavirus going around. I mean, there's a lot of people that do not want to travel. Because of it, and a lot of people are getting it, you know. Some politicians have got the uh, coronavirus, you know. Tom Hanks and his wife got it. Two, uh, two NBA players from the Utah Jazz also have it. You know, it, so it, 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 anybody could get it.
It is not a thing that just affects just certain people. It doesn't care who you are. It, it can affect anyone. Uh, that's why stores, man, are flying out of ev- everyday, like, toilet paper and all that stuff. It's because people are stocking up on stuff. So it, it, it can be a scary time, but I, I will remind people, you know, try to stay, stay calm. Dude, don't, don't, don't just panic. So I know a lot of people like to panic. Let's just try to get through it. Um, but there's a lot of cool things. I was just watching a video today, uh, about some pretty cool switch accessories. That looks, that, uh, that looks pretty cool. Like, the little back cover for the switch, that looks pretty, like, pretty cool little, uh, accessory. Now, I would, me personally, I would take my switch apart like that. Because I'm, I'm a very clumsy person. I'm not very good at taking things apart, so I would be afraid I would break my switch. Um, now if I had like a, back, like a second or third switch, I would probably attempt to do it. But with me only having one, I really don't want to attempt it. You know, and I I'm going to uh, I am going to say that there's a switch game coming out that I think looks pretty pretty good, and that is called uh, Deadly uh, Permonition. It was a game I think I think that came out on the original Xbox. If I'm not mistaken, either is the Xbox or the Xbox 360. Uh, the first uh, Deadly Premonition uh, was a good game. I liked it. It was a, a pretty decent game. Uh, so I am excited to play uh, the second one. I will pick that game up. I don't know if I'm going to get it digitally or yeah, physical. Because I'm going to try to get most of my Switch games uh, physical because it takes up less space. You know, on your system, so I am going. Like I said in my last week's episode, I am planning on building my Switch collection up. But you know, it, it's hard because there's a lot of good games coming out for the Switch. There's a lot of good games coming out for the Four. You know, so there's you know things like a game I have forgotten to mention that I that I do want to check out is the uh, Vampire uh, Masquerade Two. Now I, I I wasn't I wasn't around to be able to play the first one. I was just I just I had never heard about about it till like years later. So it is it is a game I am lo- looking forward to uh, be able to play this time around. Especially since it's releasing on console because I think the first one was only a PC exclusive. So again, the, the, I am excited to be able to check that game out. Um. There's a few other Switch games that are coming out that I, and I am interested. I can't remember the one game off the top of my head. Uh, the game Florence looks pretty good, though. Uh, and it's more like a real-life cinematic game. But Erica, that is on the PlayStation Store, looks, uh, looks, looks like a pretty good game. It's kind of like you're watching a movie, but you're playing a game. You make the decisions and choices that affect the story. It looks pretty cool. I think it's on the PlayStation Store for like 5 bucks. So it's a very cheap game if you want to try a very cheap game. I heard it's a very pretty easy game to platinum too. Especially for all the uh, platinum hunters out there. You know, I've been trying to get platinum trophies. I, I just finished uh, Sonic Forces. I know a lot of people did not finish that game. It wasn't the best Sonic game 
that uh, out there, I, w I would still say the original Sonic games from like the Sega days are it is a lot better than Sonic Forces. But it was a nice little game for what it had a good musical score when you're playing levels. I, I like the music in it. You know, the story was a hit and miss. You know, so as far as like the story, I you know I like. <coughs> sorry, sorry about that. Uh, as far as the story, you know, I did like the fact that uh, Doctor Eggman did defeat Sonic and took over the world, and you're trying to re, uh, you know, save the world essentially and take it back from his control. I I think that was pretty, you know. Cool. Instead of the same thing where you just defended, uh, you know, uh, Doctor Eggman off, and you, he never really actually beat you. I did like that little uh, twist in it, but it's not a game personally. After playing it, cause I I was originally going to go ahead and try to get the platinum trophy for it, but after beating it, I it's just like. It's a game I really just don't want to play again. Like, it was fun at times, but it what the gameplay was. It's not the best. I know they go from three D to two D. You know, try to get the uh, catch the old Sonic feel, and they do. I mean, for what they're trying to do, they do capture that feeling at times. Um, but it's just not a game that I would probably recommend to anybody that try to go for a platinum mob because it's it's not a game that I personally would want to play again, like beat it and then move on. Um, so it's probably a game I won't be able to platinum. Not that I can't, because uh, a lot of the trophies. You, are easy. I mean, if you don't get a good chunk of the trophies on your first playthrough, I'm sure you get a good chunk of them on your second, at least. Probably, if not, finish them up. Depending on uh, how much you're going to do with the story again. Um, but, the, you know, from that aspect, you know, I do like the fact that PlayStation has uh, trophies, so you can earn trophies on it. Um, I downloaded Overcooked in Formula 8 and I did download For Honor this is, there, those are three games I have never really played, they've been sitting in my Playstation library for like 6-7 months, so if, if not longer, so I, you know what, I was like, I heard Overcooked could be a pretty easy game to platinum um, I heard Formula 8 could be somewhat easy too I don't know about For Honor and all that. Because, again, these are three games I've never played. Like, right before I did, play, did, uh, this, did this podcast, I did sit down and play, like, five minutes of Overcooked. It's not a bad game. I have to actually sit down and, and dig into it more before I can really judge it. Um, I don't know what I'm going to be doing you know, this week. I might do a live stream. On my Facebook page. I don't. If I do. I don't know what game. That I would be. Streaming essentially. I don't know if I'm going to do it for my Facebook account. Or my Twitch account. So I am going to. 
try to figure that out. And I will post. Uh, I will post an update if I do decide to live stream on my Twitter and on my uh, Facebook page. Uh, again, you can follow me at Derek Wrigley on Twitter. Um, then you can find my Facebook page too. Now. I don't post as often to my Facebook page, but if you guys want to hit me up on Facebook, you can do that. You know, if you guys want to. Leave, I do appreciate if you guys leave a message, you know, on my Facebook page or my Twitter account to let me know how what you guys think of the podcast, and I would love to know where you guys think I could improve at, and what you guys like and don't like, so I know for future episodes. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, but, I'm going to try out Formula 8, and probably for honor this weekend, I'm probably going to get to, I do need to sit down and actually start playing Bioshock 2. I, I know I keep saying I'm going to start it, I, I have all intentions to, it's just, after getting the Platinum Trophy for Bioshock 1, it's just, I kind of wanted to step away from the Bioshock world, because, uh, man, that... that that Bioshock uh, one uh, platinum trophy, it can be quite draining to be honest with you. If you're going for the platinum trophy, you do want to try to strategize. You know your trophy hunting. If I would, if I was going to go for the platinum trophy from the beginning, that's probably what I would have done to make things easier. Uh, especially for games like Bioshock, probably like uh, Bioshock One, Two, and Three, I would recommend that if you, you that if you are going for the trophies, look up a guy a trophy guide or a YouTube video about you know a like a road to a platinum because a lot of those guys tell you what you should if you're going to go for the platinum trophy. You need to strategize your trophies and what you're going to do on each of your playthroughs. Because if you're going, like I heard for Bioshock 2, if you are going for Platinum, for, put the game on easy, your first playthrough, because you can uh, disable Vault Chambers, you know, and get that uh, trophy out of the way. Because, see, one of the biggest, uh, hardest trophies to get in Bioshock 1 was playing on Survivor Difficulty. With no vault chambers, so when you died, it just re- you had to reload your safe. That was that was hard. So I do like the fact that if you're trying to go for uh, the trophy uh, platinum trophy in Basha Two, that you can do it on easy, and it just breeze right through it. Because when you play Bioshock One on easy, it's not that difficult. Now you can die. I'm not saying you can't. But it's a lot harder. Enemies hit you a lot. You know, does it when enemies you know attack you? They don't do as much damage as they would on higher difficulties. So I would assume it's probably the same uh, same thing. Like I would probably recommend. And this is where I also made a mistake as far as the trophy hunting on Bioshock. Is that I I went to, I did all the diaries on hard. That was pretty difficult to do. So, if you're going to play Bioshock 2 and try to get the Platinum Trophy for that, if you've already got the Platinum Trophy for Bioshock 1, is that on easy, play it on easy, try to get the Vault Chamber Trophy out of the way. You know, 
on your first playthrough, try to knock out the your diaries. And this one, you don't have to get all of them. There's 129 diaries. I think you only have to get 100 out of 129. So, try to get those two big trophies out of the way. You know, the some of the trophies will come just by playing the game. Um, so, I think there is a trophy for beating the game on any difficulty. But there is a trophy of beating on hard, too. So, you, got, you do have to play on hard at some point. But you... You could probably collect probably 10, 15, 16, possibly even 20 trophies on just easy doing that, knocking those out. And then when you do that, you hit the new game plus and then you race it to hard and you play it on hard difficulty because all your stuff will carry over, you know. So I, I do like that. I do think some other games should be able to utilize that. Uh I know Horizon Zero Dawn uses the new Game Plus feature, um, which is cool. I, I've been scouring through my trophies list. I think there's a few trophies I do. I might end up going back and trying to get. I think I might try to get the Platinum Trophy for uh, Assassin's Creed. Cause I, just, I, I absolutely love Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, so I think about going back and trying to get the Platinum Trophy for that. The only problem is just that I have to actually sit down and, and, and play it one because I beat the game you know two times and I've done pretty much everything that there is to do in the game. Now I didn't complete all the side quests. I completed not a, a good chunk of them, and I was I think when I stopped I was like level ninety seven. Uh, but to get the platinum trophy in Odyssey, you have to get you have to visit. All the underwater locations, and not just visit. You have to collect both treasure, the chest, and that location to clear it. And there's 42 different underwater uh, levels that you, you have to complete. Now, if you're a guy, if you're a person that loves exploring under under the water, you know. Anyway, you'll probably knock out. 10, 15, 16, probably even 20 of them, just playing through the story, because you run into a, quite a bit when you're traveling on the ocean. I don't know what it is, but it's something about with water and games that you can go under, I just freeze up, man. I hate getting in the water. It's just, I don't know what it is, but it's just something that, that gets me every time. Even like in a game like Fallout, I have a hard time bringing myself to the end of the water. Call it stupid, probably is, but it's just me. It's like a fear of water. I, I don't know why, it's, but yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting year as far as games, especially with you know, the world crisis going on right now. Um, again, I will try to keep people updated. All my Twitter and possibly on my Facebook. But if any games do get late, now if I don't hear about it, you know, of course I won't update you. But I will try to get a list of delayed games, and I will probably post it on my Facebook page to update people. Uh, but it's a blast doing this podcast. I do thank each of every one of you listening. But that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Derek Brickley Gaming Podcast, episode 17. Until next Friday, see ya.